Pulling on my beam in the lot All my niggas scheming a lot I left the shells at the spot I just put a clip in the box Get a nigga zipped in the box I'm out the one, no deal Y'all gonna have to pay Welcome back to the Broken Home Podcast Tonight we've got a dope ass guest He's coming out of Toronto, Canada We have Cam How you doing tonight? How you doing tonight, bro? Lovely, Crody. I'm lovely. How are you? Good? Oh, doing good, my man. Doing good. So, I just seen that you just dropped a fresh new music video there. Sir paid a lot. How was uh, that? How was that? Was that fun process or what? No, Sir paid a lot was hard. Very organic record. You know what I'm saying? I felt the flexy shit that I'm talking in the record. I, I, needed, to, I needed to coin a new name. You know what I'm saying? Last oh, year, yeah. I was the big dripper. This year, Sir paid a lot. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So, are you originally from Toronto? Yeah, I'm from Toronto, born and raised. Yo. Toronto, okay. my city. I'm not one of these OT rappers that acts like they're from the city. I'm from the city, Curly. Nice, nice. So, we always like to take it back with our guests right to the very beginning. What was growing up in Toronto like for you? What's that whole scene? What was that like for you? So, you know, I was originally born, I don't know if you know the hood, Willeridge, Martin Grove, and Kipling. You know what I'm saying? That's where I was originally born. But I hopped out the porch like 12 years old, 13 years old, and Martin. You feel me? So I'm from a couple of different Toronto hoods, you feel me? And it's like growing up, you know, it's like any immigrant family, right? First generation immigrant to the country. Your two parents are struggling, bunch of kids in the house. You know what I'm saying? Real pressure's on. You feel me? Um. So my, my family was always moving and shit, you know? So the way that I know a lot of rappers, a lot of people from different ends and shit, the reason I don't have, like, beef with certain blocks, because the way my family would move, they move every year. You feel me, Crow? So I was in mm. I was in almost every region, school system, you know what I'm saying? I have friends from almost, I know niggas from every end, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, people see me outside everywhere, you know what I'm saying? That's why I don't really just, like, be like, oh, I don't fuck with this ends or I don't fuck with that ends because I can't say that because there's a couple dogs there I do fuck with, you know what I'm saying? So it was hectic, yeah. it was hectic, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Toronto's a special place, you know? That's for fucking sure. Toronto is. I'm originally from down in that area too. I was born, raised, Windsor, London. That now we're up in Thunder Bay, Ontario here. But I oh, feel yeah. what you're saying about being bounced around to all these low-income areas because th- that's all I lived my whole life too, just Tell all you, these areas. Telling you, Crowdy. Do you have brothers, sisters? What do you What do you got going down there? Yeah, I mean, I got I got two sisters. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I got two half bros, so it's like, but they're all half siblings. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like we're still locked in. They're still my sisters and shit. Before, nah. You know what I'm saying? And then I have a big family too, Crowdy. You know, so it's like even in in my generation, I'm like the oldest cousin in the generation. You know, like my mom, she had to the kids first you know what i'm saying so i'm like the mm-hmm. oldest in that generation i got like 15 cousins they're all younger than me you know what i'm saying you, you know how it goes fam. some role model shit you know what i'm saying you gotta yeah you know i was i was, yeah, I, was exactly. I was raising them too you feel me i was changing their diapers too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah now they're all grown up i'm some of my cousins catching charges going through shit now they're all grown up you know yeah Crazy. yeah growing up in Toronto, did you get yourself into trouble then? Because you came from the same, like, different hoods and whatnot. Did you start getting yourself in shit as a youth, too? Yeah, the main case niggas know me from, fam. Like, you asked about me on the streets is when I was 18, you know? When I was 18, I caught a gun charge. And it was a bad situation because 
you know, they had tried me as an adult. I turned 18 a couple months right before I got charged. You know what I'm saying? So it was bad, fam. I was facing like 13 years old, 13 years as an 18-year-old kid. You feel me? Um, that's really a lot of inspiration behind my first project. You know what I'm saying? Because real talk, for those two years, when I was like locked, I basically was under house arrest. They're threatening me with this 13 years, Supreme Court three-day trial. It was looking like from I was 18 to 20, that I was about to be locked till I'm 33. You know what I'm saying? And like, so, you know, you could imagine what it does to a kid, right? Like, I obviously, I didn't know it at the time, but shit, I was probably depressed. You know what I'm saying? I was probably on some, I wasn't acting like it. I was acting like I'm about to fuck this shit up, right? But really, in my head, I'm like, like I don't got no future. I ain't about to be no rapper. I ain't about to travel to no states. I'm none of that. I wasn't thinking about none of that. My life was like Grand Theft Auto. You feel me? But fam, by the grace of God, you know, my story is that, you know, I beat that charge. I ended up getting some postponed sentence and weekends. Um, the Crown switched their tune from what it was for two years. And the first day in, in trial, they switched their tune. You know what I'm saying? So it's like God just randomly alley-oop. You feel me? And I had to take that and do something with it. You feel me? Yeah, that was that wake-up call that you had then. That's that, what it was. That's what it was, fam. That, 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 when I say, fam, that made me like, you know, like Big Monting, if you're in the cell, you got to be a piece of shit to pray to God, make certain promises that you're going to do something, get your result, and then just go back to everything you used to do. You feel me? You got to be a certain level of piece of shit. I can't do that, fam. I made certain promises to God. I knew what I was up against. You feel me? I beat them charges. Like, my, my, my case, Peel Region had 97% conviction rate. I'm from Malta and Peel Region. You know what I'm saying? 97% conviction rate. You got to understand, fam. Peel Region, the second highest funded police force in the world. You know what I'm saying? only second to italy you feel me and italy got lambos for police cars you gotta understand how much money po region has you know what i'm saying so it's like for us to beat our case like fam my case made the newspaper you know what i'm saying crow like it was a big thing they had mandatory minimums for firearms at the time so you get caught with a you know firearm i'm sure you know how that shit goes it was in canada it was five years no deal no nothing five years then you talk about the deal you know what i'm saying so yeah. that's what i'm going to this thinking of like yo as an 18 year old like even if I do get a deal, I'm rubbing a five. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to go from that to uh, a discharge, the crown wants to switch the charges, everything switches the first day. I had to hold down the promises. You know what I'm saying, bro? Can you take us back to getting that charge? So how did that evolve? What, what took place that day? I'll tell you right now, I never did crime because it was cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, like I said, broke. It was broke as shit. I was that kid that used to ask for money in the lunch line. You feel me? And um, now, I'm uh, fucking kicked out of my house. I had got a few stupid minor charges, nothing crazy like that when I was younger. Um, wild shit, stealing from stores, dumbass shit. Like I said, all broke shit because you're doing it because you're yep. broke. You feel me? Yep. Uh, so, um, then boom, I, I ended up living with my cousin at the time. So, I'm at my cousin's house in Malton. That's why I was in the hood. You feel me? And that's when I really hopped off the porch, started doing crime. So, this nigga, um, his mom, his mom lives in the Darcel buildings. There's, you know, some ghetto ass, almost damn near government buildings, right? Um, mm -hmm. She's about to get evicted. You know what I'm saying? She got eviction notice on a, on a, we're waking up every day, trapping out the crib. You know, landlord knocking. She's ignoring the landlord. They're posting notices and shit. They're about to take her out of crib. You know what I'm saying? So now we're really getting to it. We were just trapping at first, but. These kids, bro, was trying to ting. We were making money like that. You know what I'm saying? So now we had to level it up. We had to say, all right, well, 
shit, mom's not about to get evicted. You know what I'm saying? So now we got to start robbing niggas. You know what I'm saying? And I swear to God, that's exactly what it was, just procedurally. You feel me? So now, every night we go on, <laughs> we go on Kijiji, and we're lining up different purchases for shit. I'm just robbing a nigga when he comes to purchase <laughs> Like when I say, brother, I was living life like GTA. Like it was like to the point where, fam, if I seen you in a fancy car, I'd rob you for it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was bad, you know. And like now that I look back on it, it was only a matter of time before something happened, you know. But it was all yeah. for necessity. Originally, it was all for that. You know what I'm saying? I had never got up to go make a drill or make a move. To, to pray on somebody weak or or to just do it because it's fun. You know what I'm saying? I always did my own thing, so dope, kept it neat, maybe so weed, some, you know, harmless shit where, where it was cool. The only time I really did dirt and start hurting people is, fam, when my ribs was touching, when I was hungry, fam. You know what I'm saying? Because God is real. You know what I'm saying, Cody? It's not because I'm scared of something. It's because God is real. I've been, I've been fucking with God. I had a relationship with God my whole life, and this nigga showed me when I sleep on those words, he punishes me, you know what I'm saying? When I uphold those words, he just blesses me. You know what I'm saying, Carl? And that's a big thing, too. A lot of people think it, it, it's it's to be clowned on when you respect God or openly admit that you respect God or you pray. Oh, you know, no. I pray every fucking night, every <laughs> single night. I'm thankful from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed every single night because I got myself out of those situations the same similar types that you was in. I was living the same way. I caught my charge at 18 years old, two days before my birthday, when I was 19 to become yeah. an adult for a break and enter, they wanted to put me yeah. away for it too, because that was like the last straw. Cause I had a youth record and I prayed up, I prayed up hard. And I said, I promise God, I will change everything. And you Back. know, I, I did, I, I completely did a whole 180 with my life. I, I had some slip ups along the way. A lot of people do. It, but I've always apologized for that. And I've always tried to make up for that. I always just tell myself I'm going to be the best person I can be for everybody around me. That way, fam. That way. Yeah, yeah fam. It just, what it comes down to is everything in the dark comes to light, right? There's always somebody watching, Chrome. And I feel like that's the biggest thing about God that, you know, niggas can take away. It's like, if you do this shit while everybody's watching, I right, do it. You know what I'm saying? Then do it then. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you would do something different, if niggas is watching, then, then operate that way because there's always somebody watching. You feel me? At what point in your life were you uh, wanting to get into music industry? What sparked that? So, like, the love for the music, it was always there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it was, it was tapping into it properly. I feel like for me, there was a special mix in Toronto when it came to rap of, like, you know, before Drake started singing, everything needs to be real hardcore. You know what I'm saying? And if it wasn't like hardcore and like emulating like New York rap and shit, it wasn't hard down here. You know what I'm saying? And so that was like the first, my uncles and shit, they're listening to Mob Deep. They're listening to Wu-Tang. They're listening to just, you know, the the most smoke of black and mild grungiest shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what I was raised on. You feel me? So I really liked hardcore rap, but at the same time, I'm from Caribbean household, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Latino Caribbean household. So one part of my family is super, super Caribbean. One part of my family is damn near Spanish, you know what I'm saying? I'm hearing bachata and shit in one room, and I'm hearing my fucking dance hall crazy Jamaican tunes in the next room, you know? So it's like I just had such a mix of music around me that it's like I felt like 
it was inevitable. I just had to see, do I want to sing, do I want to rap? When I was 10 years old, I sang in the church choir. You know what I'm saying? When I was 12 years old, my mom said, ah, right, you like doing music? Got me a little keyboard, did keyboard lessons. You know what I'm saying? When I started growing up, I said, all right, let me rap now. So it was always there. It was just, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. You know what I'm saying? How has your your own rap style evolved over the years? So I imagine when you're younger, you know, you're just playing on that keyboard. Did you ever have a certain style that you mimicked and then you started progressing off of that? Yeah, so I think my biggest influence production-wise, Kanye West for sure. You know what I'm saying? He takes calculator risks in his music. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know if you guys notice, I'm not saying this in a corny way, even Sir Paid a lot. If I do a trap record, it's special. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's I do not do generic records. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the hardest thing for me to like break through in this industry is to show niggas like the trap music I'm making is like from an artistic place. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like that's what Kanye does. You know, Kanye, he doesn't all the time make a brand new record. He makes his take on this classic record presented by Kanye type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And when it's done by him, it's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? When it's done by him, it's touch the sky. When it's done by him, it's can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it, my offering to music is like, this is, this is, this is this is this music but presented by chem and it's always going to have that that touch you know what i'm saying and i don't know exactly how to explain it all i know is to say that i don't make a genre called trap music i make real trap music all of my songs are about selling dope you know what i'm saying but not glorifying it it's about the fact that this is what i was doing when i made this song you know what i'm saying and tory lane's brand new it's a dance record if you listen to the lyrics I'm saying in the song, though, I talk about cooking dope on a song. You know what I'm saying? It just makes it sound sexy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it don't sound like I'm saying that, but that's what I'm saying. You feel me? So it's like I put a poll on my on my Instagram the other day. I said, am I the most versatile trap artist of all time? You know what I'm saying? And then I put, if I'm not, then who? You know what I'm saying? Um, even certain niggas was trying to hate on me, but they really, like, e even the haters, they had to admit, like, yo, honestly, but I don't know who, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who would be because, yeah, this is a bigger trap artist, but I ain't never heard him sing. I ain't never heard him made a dance song. I ain't never heard him made a make a yard song with Skilly Bang. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never, yeah. So, so it's like it's really some shit that never been done before. I just feel like people don't really click into it until I say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Tory Lanez is from Brampton. Did you know him from then then? I knew of him. I knew of him. I knew Tory Lanez is his best friend, his, 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 his tour nigga that, that rolls with him everywhere. But I didn't know him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he he's like three, four years older than me. So when when I was like getting into high school, he's probably finishing high school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But I think he went to Notre Dame or some shit. And I had got kicked out of Toronto school. I went to a Brampton school for two years. It's called North Park. You know what I'm saying? That's when I found out about Tory Lanes and shit. So how did that collab come together then? How did that, how'd you two meet up for that? So, so Lanes, here, I'll show that story. It's for Hungry Artists, you feel me? I saw weed, you know what I'm saying? This is how I was meeting rappers, you know what I'm saying? I had, even right now, Cody, I have a couple of the craziest weed strains in the city, you know what I'm saying? Privately owned. Um, I won't say what they are, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't like to attach that to that, but niggas know that's what I started off doing. And, 
fam, I was just I was just trying to tell niggas, hey, if somebody comes to the city, if there's a rapper, if they need weed, holla at me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was on my own shit. I was trying to secure features. So I ended up linking his manager at the time. You know what I'm saying? His manager at the time helped me do... J just to show you how, how the dominoes line up. I, I shoot some random video with Zach Fax. His manager comes to help me do production on the video because, you know, we end up chopping it up. So oh, I'm Ling's manager. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, here's some weed. <laughs> 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 right? I give him the weed. The manager falls in love with the trees. You know what I'm saying? Bro, he falls in love with it so bad. He's like, I, I got to tell everybody about this weed. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Now when the kid comes to the city, first, first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I pull up to the airport. I pull up like, I really don't like doing that grunt work, but for the music shit, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I'll do the free pull-ups. I'll do the, you know what I'm saying? Because I know what it's worth. So, yeah, fam, I ended up pulling up on these niggas the first time I didn't even charge them. You know what I'm saying? I sent them shit, just all love, and then, yeah, fam, we built a relationship from then, you know? Then one time, when Broski was drunk and he was in the city right before a show, I pulled up. He's getting tatted. He's stuck. He can't leave. You know what I'm saying? He's getting tatted. I'm like, yo, so, Broski, I can't get a verse? Ah, and then we started talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Calculated 4D <laughs> I'm, chess. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. It took me, it took me like three months to line that properly. Niggas didn't know that I'm doing it, but I was doing it. I had it in my mind. Like, this is my end goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. Now, Lades, that's my dog. Bro. That's my dog. Lades showed me so much love. He brought me out to Miami, brought me to his crib birthday all of that you know what i'm saying put me in a i'm in a meat mill video because of him you know what i'm saying meat mill drip drip featuring tory lanes i'm in that video like yeah broski gave me the whole red carpet when we linked so nothing but love did right you now. learn anything on those uh on those shoots for for like for your own videos facts you guys know sack facts yeah so he's like you know he's like a goat when it comes to this you know what i'm saying all these links i got they're they're way more got a busier schedule than me you know what i'm saying so it was sick to see like all right i was shooting with zach in the city i had like a little small shoot then i pulled up to new york i'm shooting with these niggas bro the shoot's like a hundred times bigger you know what i'm saying it's a huge warehouse it's three sets created it's 500 niggas there you know what i'm saying it's like i i got to see like what i was doing upscale that that real level you know what i'm saying so it kind of it gave me an idea of all right you know what i'm saying if i want to do this on i want a video like this this is just what i gotta put into it you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. another yeah. thing yeah. i think too is rappers real ice versus rappers fake ice you know what i'm saying i seen mm. certain i seen certain rappers with low quality ice then i seen meek mills ice meek mills ice different real huh yeah you meek can just mills tell. Ice is different his cuban was shining from the back of his neck you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, damn <laughs> different you know what i'm saying like tell yeah. you yeah and when i met meek the funniest thing too when i met meek it was right in between that that drake beef it's right when drake dropped back to back and all that shit so it was funny stuff have you ever tapped in with drake have you been able to fucking get in his ear personally nah okay but but you know, Broski knows about me. You know what I'm saying? I got oh, the word. Yeah. I got the word Broski. You know, I got the super word he knows about me, you know? So I feel like that'll be time. We got the braid beard combo. You know what I'm saying? It'll be time. I bit his beard, but Broski bit my braids, okay? That's on record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's on record, girl. That's on record. So you used to be known as a different name. It was chemistry before. 
Mm-hmm. When did that when did the change come and what was the what was the idea behind that change? Was it a lyrical flow or was it a style change? What was that? It was just like my transition from like local hood rapper to trying to be like a, a, a actual like a household name. The first thing that motivated it was like, you know, the SEO, the the ease, you know what I'm saying? Like like I, I said the example before, you know, Drake is just one word, you know, it's just put that shit on a billboard, you know what I'm saying? chemistry is like it's two syllabus long you know what i'm saying it sounds i just felt you know what i'm saying i felt like we needed to do that and also like now that it's chem i kind of like it because it's like people don't know what it is you know what i'm saying it's like one of those if you know you know if you don't it's just my name you know what i'm saying like i like that because it's more like indirect you know what i'm saying but honestly fam, it it was just an intentional rebrand because the shit I started rolling out was so much more professional than what I had started doing. And I wanted to separate from it, you know, sort of like an evolution then of yourself. Yep. yep yeah. Exactly. And, and speaking of the evolution, how do you find it keeping up with the times, keeping up with this new styles that are coming out all the time and what people like and, and shit like that? Do you find yourself having to tailor certain ways or are you just doing you? Well, I feel like in this last year, I really grew into that identity where it's like, now I understand my spot. You know what I'm saying? In the city, there's niggas that ride trends and there's niggas that make trends. You know what I'm saying? And I have to walk this harder path of a nigga who makes trends. You know what I'm saying? When you ride trends, you might be able to go viral for what's going viral. If you make a drill song, when drill songs are popping, you might be able to pop off. If you if you hop on certain waves, you know what I'm saying? But when you're a taste maker, you just got to wait for that respect to come in. You know what I'm saying? Uh Nowadays, I feel like my best moves. I used to. I won't lie. A few years ago, I feel like I got caught in the trap of like, you know, kind of trying to lean my music into what's popping, you know. But I stopped that really quick. You know what I'm saying? Because firstly, because it's not the wave, and then secondly, because it's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's not. I I can't make like carbon copy records. I could only make records that's like off my real experiences. I don't make music to like just some niggas would just be like, I hopped out the car with an AK. I can't just spit Call of Duty shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, it's like it's it's the music is more personal than I'd even like it to be. You know what I'm saying? And it just it it is like that. So now I kind of take beauty in that. You know, and I like try to shine the beauty on that you know what i'm saying like even if sir paid a lot bro i could have done 10 flows like gun and young thug you know what i'm saying it's just i'm trying to make my own flows you know what i'm saying we're trying to coin our yeah. own genre we have this real dark godly image of music where it's like a fusion between trap music and r&b you know what i'm saying where the beats sound real loud and chaotic but i'm sounding real smooth over it i'm not sounding aggressive you know what i'm saying and it's yeah. like that's that's my genre that's what i do you know what i'm saying so it's like now i'm coining it and now i see niggas in the city making the same type of music i see niggas using my videographers that i coined i see niggas editing their shit the same i see i, I see the blueprint being copied you know what i'm saying so yeah it's like, i feel like okay young thug is one of my biggest inspirations because not directly because of his music because he plays the same role he's a tastemaker you know what i'm saying he makes the drip and niggas bite the drip you know what i'm saying and he might not go viral every day, you know what I'm saying? But his respect, the respect level in the industry, all the way up there, because niggas really know where they're getting their drip from. They're like, I might have gone platinum with this song, but Thug gave me the flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they know it, right? So it's like, I just feel like some niggas got to play that lane, and that's my lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's not my lane to 
try to keep up with trends. So what's yeah. your, your writing process? Like, are, are you putting, uh, are you writing to a beat or, or are you just writing and, and putting a beat around what you're writing? I feel like it's that second one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Ideally, I'll write to the beat because you need something to write to. But nine times out of 10, that, that first beat won't be the last. The lyrics will just be a show. Like I've used lyrics. I've used lyrics. The song, How It Goes. Uh, I dropped that song in January. Uh, that song was three different songs and it's like I feel like when you start writing like because I write a lot you know what I'm saying I work out a lot too right so I might be writing you know do an hour and a half on the treadmill I might be writing rhymes that whole time you know what I'm saying um writing some shit I wish I had the luxury to just sit down and do it but I usually do it when I get pockets of time you know what I'm saying I'm about to catch a flight on Monday the whole four hours in the flight I'll be writing you know what I'm saying shit like that Cody where you off to uh jamaica oh dope you got something yeah, yeah, going yeah. on down there or is this a pleasure trip yeah so look look this exclusive right here we have a um a commercial opportunity a really sick company called dubai energy they make a drink called dubai energy drink um they try and be like the red bull of dubai you know what i'm saying and they got a whole new campaign coming out so they need they're, they're doing a commercial in april they need a new song um there's a talented artist in Jamaica named Armani. He's going real viral right now. He has a new song called Party Tonight. It's like 30 million streams going crazy. So me, me and Armani are supposed to do the song for the commercial and star in it, right? Congrats on that. That's dope, you, man. I'm telling you, Cody. You already know. You know, a little, a little corporate dope. flex. You know? Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Man. And, and, and is your, are you are you making the moves or is your manager the mastermind behind this and putting you out there? Honestly, it's us both. It's me, my manager, Antonio, uh, Anthony Webb. We call him Webster. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I won't even call him my management. I'll say, yo, he's, he's my partner in this shit. You feel me? And we both just trying to crack as many links as we can and bring him back to the squad. You know, Six Up's a real business. We've been incorporated since 2017. We pay taxes. We donate to charity. You know what I'm saying? So this is a real business we're trying to grow. It's not just... You know, because at a certain point you realize, yeah, the artist is a business. The artist ain't an artist. You know what I'm saying? The artist is is a is kind of like a platform that you can use for a whole bunch of other business. You know what I'm saying? But you got to raise the value of that artist. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us more about Six Up. What 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 are we looking at here with Six Up? What is it all about? <clears throat> Six Up. You feel me? Six Up. This is the triangle. It's a three point triangle. You feel me? The tagline for the brand is three points, one purpose. You feel me? One purpose is to make it out. The three points is my three dogs. You know what I'm saying? It goes Cam, Z, Zero Love, Six Up, and then my dog Swizzy. He's not in this rap shit. He's not a rapper. He's just our dog. You know I me? Mean? In like 2012, 2013, we all came together in the basement, made that name up, said that this is going to be a set, this is going to be a squad. And it started as some music label shit. You know what I'm saying? But it really ended up into a brotherhood. There's really 20 chains that say Six Up. There's I don't even got the biggest one. You know what I'm saying? There's really, it's now, now it's starting to grow, you know, even our, our, our clothing collection, you know what I'm saying? I'm really passionate about clothes, like, um, textiles, fabrics, designing different clothes. I've been designing, um, garments for like three years, getting ready to drop a collection. I dropped the first capsule last year, sixupcollection.com, you know, um, big drip of capsule for me and Tuesday song. Right. But that's another, like a leg of the brand that, that we're really taking serious, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's a full out label, it's a clothing brand, it's just it's the pyramid that is 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 this whole this conglomerate, 
behind me. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's dope, man. That's dope. It's speaking about Tusi, fucking almost half a million views on uh, World Star right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big drip up. You know what I'm saying? That's dope, I really, I, the timing for that record was just so surprised and I had to drop it, but I'm really going to push that song all the way into this summer. You know what I'm saying? This summer is when I really want to start the aggressive push on that song. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, okay, when I dropped it, it wasn't, it wasn't the season, but that's one of those songs that I really feel is big enough to, you know, stay with me my whole career. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this summer I'm definitely pushing Big Drip, but that's my way. That's dope. That's dope. And, and speaking of which, what it, do you have a favorite creation of yours, a favorite song that you put out? Something that represents yeah. you to the fullest. Yeah, I think the real birth of my style is a song called Need That. I have a I have a record called Cam Need That. You know what I'm saying? On YouTube. If you listen to that song, yeah, it's 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 some shit. When I listen to that song today, it, it's one of those ones where I'm singing real, real high pitch and you know, it hits your heartstrings different. You know what I'm saying? The melodies, right? So I say need that is a real turning point where you could that's when the chemistry goes to chem, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. That's dope, man. That's dope. And if we take it back, what was the growing up in the household like? Were mom and dad together too? Did you have that father role model or did you find role models in the streets? What was that all about? Yeah, so, you know, um, my life really like a Hollywood movie. You know what I'm saying? Everything that went could go wrong, it went wrong. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't met my dad. I don't know who my pops is. You know what I'm saying? My mom, she had me a teenage pregnancy talk about 17 18 when she gave birth um i had thought it was one nigga till i was like 12 you know what i'm saying she had fought with the nigga tried to they hadn't been together the whole time right she had fought with the nigga tried to take him to court said oh we're not together pay child support he said oh you want me to pay child support so let me get a paternity test yeah <laughs> my would-be father ends up getting a paternity test i'm not his kid all right. So now you can imagine me, 13 years old, 14 years old. I'm looking at my mom like, the fuck? That's not my soul. Who's my pops? This is breaking my world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mom, she's a real strong, independent, you know what I'm saying? Hood mom. She ain't showing girlfriend none of that. So my mom's like, listen, I told you it was a I told you it was a possibility. Suck it up. So it's like growing up, there was really no time to like worry about all that shit. But it was really going on. It was hectic. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. Yeah, fam, ain't no father figure, ain't no none of that. And I feel like if I went the wrong way, if I didn't tap in with God, I'd probably be mad at that. I'd probably be super angry. But the way that I took it, shit, I'm damn near the father figure for all the niggas around me. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I look at God and I'm like, shit. Like, like sometimes I swear he gives the, 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 the sicker niggas the harder paths. That that rings so true, bro, because when I was a youth, man, I was under the impression a different dude was my dad. And then when I found out he wasn't, I didn't even care. I didn't like I was telling Mark, like, I didn't even ask my mom, where was my dad? I didn't even give a shit. And then I found this motherfucker's dad. That's it. I found his dad. I tracked his dad down. After 33 years. I mean, I figure one day, you know, when I when I get some money and free time, I might, you know, I might see if he's out there, right? But it's it's not some shit where it's, I didn't have time to sit and cry about that. You know what I'm saying? There's still, like I said, my cousin's mom's getting evicted. This is going down. That's going down. He's getting arrested. This, You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
fortunately or unfortunately, there was bigger shit to worry about. Did you have yourself any role models like in the streets? Did you have somebody that was giving you the influence, trying to guide you on game to how to survive out here? I'd say my, my older uncle, my uncle Felix. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a real, real classic 90s type type of guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he really had a hardcore moral about what is cool and what's not cool. You know what I'm saying? He was an ignorant nigga too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Drink a lot and smoke a lot. You know what I'm saying? But he was always a real nigga in the sense of, you know, he won't let you be weak. He won't let you abuse women. He won't let you, he wouldn't make it cool to do certain, certain waste shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, he wasn't one of those guys in the hood that thought it was cool to do weird shit. He really stood on business, right? So I feel like he was my biggest influence because with a solid nigga like that around, you don't want to be some loose ball. You feel me? Like, yep. yep. But as far as being the sab I became, I... It was everybody around me, especially in Canada. I feel like the reason I went so hard when I was younger, because niggas pump fake. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas pump fake and make shit look a certain way. So when I was hopping off the block doing shit, I was robbing niggas straight for their whips and I was doing whatever I was doing. I was like, yeah, this is what y'all niggas do, right? Like, like, like I'm with it now, right? And niggas is looking at me like I'm the sap. Like, like I'm crazy. Like, oh, nigga, you really did that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I started realizing in my head real early, like, yo, niggas don't do half the shit they say they do. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like calm down a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a big thing, too. Like these young artists or or just these youth coming up, they see the shit online. They try to live that GTA life, not knowing that it ain't real, man. (laughs) Tell you, you You know, niggas in jail start telling you, you live in Canada. Nigga, you don't live in this. How you think you're going to get away with that? They got your IP address. They got this. They got that. It's like. Of course they come for you you know what i'm saying like as a kid you go to jail you kind of if you if you don't get crushed if you're not a waste man you know what i'm saying you do the right things in jail you learn you know what i'm saying you don't you don't go backwards nigga you learn more than you ever knew yeah yeah and when it comes to the toronto music scene right now how is that how's that vibing is it popping right now do you guys got big artists coming through yeah so like i mean toronto's always been like always been a popping hub you know but i i really feel like the street shit is shining more than the rap shit right now you know what i'm saying so if you got a lot of street politics you might get a lot of media coverage but i don't think it's for music you know what i'm saying mm. i feel like maybe in the summer in the summer i feel like a lot of the big artists even right now they're not dropping shit you know what i'm saying like i feel like they're loading up for the summer you know what i'm saying covid really the ripples of covid are still being felt here i think you know what i'm saying yeah like, Especially when you go traveling to other places and see just how booming outside is and how popping certain shit is. It's like in Canada, they're definitely like, it'll take like a year or two before I feel like it's really like it was. Yeah. And, and well, go ahead, Mark. I was uh, just wondering, what's your, what's your schedule like this summer? Uh, how often are you going to be performing live? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Apparently, I got a booking today at 7 p.m. for a day party. You know, like I, I forgot about, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, shit's booked you know what i'm saying i just i'm really focused on like bigger stages you know like i want at least b-list openings you know what i'm saying like i won't even be that bougie but i can't do like i can't do 50 person clubs i can't do like 100 person clubs like i i feel like the club shit is cool when it's time to celebrate but for my live show the way tori did it the way a couple of like the artists that i look up to their live show did it they started with these college things, these festivals, you know what I'm saying? I really had this full stage and I feel like my live shows evolved enough 
to like take it to a full stage. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm focusing on booking agents and try to try trying to get those bigger live shows, you know? So hopefully if everything goes my way, yeah, yeah, a bunch more. And then my main focus this year is rolling loud. I've always watched the, the rolling louds from out west on YouTube. I always check those out and shit. Fucking lit, man. Just to even yeah. be there. Never mind a performer there. Just to be there would be just yeah. electric in that shit. And no cap, I seen some of these Toronto artists didn't do what they needed to do for the set. I'll turn that shit up. You know what I'm saying? I'll go on a hundred, you know, like these some of these youths are, you know, like Wasp Gang set was hard. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Some of these guys that had daytime sets and shit, even if they give me some boring daytime slot, I'll turn it up. I swear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, right now, that's why I'm taking these. Like I said, I want to take these college shows and these local festivals because it's like I need to build that live show resume so that when those festivals roll around, it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's for fucking sure. Just a no brainer. Have Cam on that fucking yeah, list. I'm like, if you don't. And the booking agent last year, man pick some weirdos so this year like yeah i'll be on it nice when, when it comes to music videos what is that process like like do you have full con creative control over everything and, and and you get to determine how the set and everything is going to be so when i approach like music videos and when i approach recording music the engineer that i use i, I treat like an artist and the video man I use, I treat like an artist, you know? So it's like, if I come to them for a video, I already had a vision, but I want them to add to it, you know? So like, for example, for Zach, I have a song called Scheming. It's crazy cinematic, you know what I'm saying? We're in this abandoned mansion. I get out of jail. I find my money in the fucking wall, buried. I fucking have to break the wall, get the money out, all this shit, right? I link up with the girl, send her on a mission, right? It's like, he he came up with where to take scheming as far as those elements in the video. You know what I'm saying? But I already wrote the story in scheming as far as the elements of me staying down and coming up. And I just needed a visual to, you know what I'm saying? So we went in with the idea, but we both we both created it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. like uh, that's usually how I go with with a video, man. If it's a if it's a video that really has no story, it's all me, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'll sit with the sometimes my revision list for a video is damn near a hundred revisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, How what is like a typical music video cost? Like you don't got to give like a hard number, just like a ballpark. Like what is that fucking figure looking like? I'd say like if you really want to done up video, all the assets like, and you don't really have a relationship with this video man, I'd say like two bands. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I say for two two bands, you should get a pickup and shoot video in the city. You know what I'm saying? If they charge you more than that, I feel like you're getting taxed. I don't pay that, but you know what I'm saying? Some of these videos, like, for example, let's go back to scheming. That video is like almost damn near a $10,000 video. You know what I'm saying? It's just because there's certain shit you can't get around. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to make it look like it was, it was you know, rising morning with the rising sun. So he had to get some big ass light, bring it to the second floor, shine it through the window, make it look like it's daytime. It was really three in the morning in that shot. So it's like, it's, it's certain shit you just can't get around. If the, if the, if the director wants it, he wants it. Right. Uh, a nigga like Zach, he's good. He's going to want a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> are you awesome. sitting in on, on a lot of the editing process as well? Or are you just uh, seeing the footage and then just submitting notes? 
Yeah, ideally, I'd want to sit in, but nowadays, shit's moving too fast. You know what I'm saying? I, it's notes. It's all notes now. I get the video. I say, delete shot this millisecond or this millisecond. The shot this millisecond or this millisecond. I don't like the way my lip looks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Put this effect here. Um, You know, we're doing serpate a lot. I'm like, make, make the smoke come out of my mouth when I say this line. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit is it hard to ever get across your vision like uh, no man can see another man's vision but yep. is it hard to get that across sometimes yep. i have certain music like i have damn near the follow-up to my debut mixtape it was called dark trap that's that's my genre of music that's what we call it you know what i'm saying this r&b trap fusion we call it dark trap and like i have dark trap too almost done you know what i'm saying but i feel like the ideas I have to shoot for it are so far out of my budget. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that like, I, I feel I feel like I can't even execute those ideas for a while. Yeah, fam, for sure. It's like, it's hard to like, it's hard to describe some of this shit to some of these people because unless you come from a certain background, you're not going to get what I'm trying to convey. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I have a song called Money Machine on my last album, you know? My idea for Money Machine was a big video. It was like, there's three different money machines in the video so one's the strap one's a woman she's going to work and she's a stripper she's selling pussy the next is a guy just working a job a regular nine to five job and in the video through the verse and the hook it'd be like first verse it shows the girl's life second verse it shows the guy with the gun's life third verse it shows the guy working at a regular job's life and then by the end of the song they all converge like three points like a triangle right so it's like like for example that video i had a big big vision but like when we started like writing down all the casting we'd have to do it was just it was just a big video for for the time i was at you know what i'm saying so stuff like that i still have that treatment in my head you know i might use it for something else in the future but yeah if i'm shit like that you have to put it on the back burner sometimes don't forget it just put it on the Dude, back burner for now that's that's what it is fam, but i keep it in my mind and if there was yeah. someone that's uh, unfamiliar with chem and and your music and wanted to get you know an introduction what would you recommend they start with i say i say start with my album 25 to life you know what i'm saying because that was 25 to life that's me signing up for a life sentence that was me saying i'm 25 i'm gonna do this for life you know what i'm saying so from now till i'm 50 i'll be going hard with this rap shit you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a good starting point. And that's where I have my first big features, too. Before we tie this up here, we always ask our guests, what's a positive message for the youth? Maybe some kid that grew up in the same fucking area that you did or one of them anyway, and doesn't see the possibilities of life. Because, you know, we have very narrow minded visions when we're that young and we only see certain right. things. So what 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 is what would be your your message to some kid like that coming up thinking that this is the only way i say you know if you go on hard you can't pay the rent you catch a charge you feel like the shit's falling down on your head life goes on you feel me and i feel like my career and all that shit is a testament if i caught the charge we was talking about cam wouldn't exist none of this shit would exist nobody be taking a flight we wouldn't be on a call right now i'd still be locked till shit probably summer of 2026 you know what i'm saying so it's like going from that not existing to completely existing just by not giving up you feel me i i say my biggest advice is to a kid is don't give up bro. you know what i'm saying because life still goes on you know just deal with it accordingly and 
and, and, and don't give up. That's dope. And before we do tie it up here, do you have any shout out for anybody? You got any, some flowers for somebody? Hey, you know, it's the six on money gang. Big cam, the big dripper, you know, stepping in. You feel me? It's love, fam. It's love. I do this shit for Malton. I do this shit for Toronto. Shout out all my dogs. That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. It's a good interview, fam. I appreciate it. Dope, man. Yeah, I had a fucking great time. Thanks for coming through tonight. I know, Cody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kem, for your time tonight, bro. And we're looking forward to seeing your energy drink coming through, your, your commercial for it. And Dubai energy drink. Dubai energy drink. Look out for it. Absolute. Absolute. Thank you so much, bro, for coming out tonight. Uh, you have a great evening, and we'll talk to you soon, bro. Love. Love. You already know, guys. Take care. Broken Home Podcast, everybody. Have a great night.